Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You want to go get the best fit for your people. You want to go get the best fit for your coaches. You want to go get the best fit for our city. And you want to do all those things. Like, it... it there's nothing ruled out, and I, you know, I forgot to mention. City. I forgot to mention Tree, yeah. you know, because all of those things come into play, you know. And like, I know I'm all over the place with you right now, no. and it's good because we've really been tedious. We've really been uh, going through the process of how we're going to acquire the best fit for us. And I know you're going to jump all over this best fit for the city thing. I can see the excitement. Well, I mean, you in said it. Face. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Raheem Morris talking about the quarterback position for the Atlanta Falcons. And I'll say this, Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears have everyone thinking that they can get either Justin Fields or the number one pick in the draft. Like, everyone feels as though it's up for grabs. So when you hear the excitement in Raheem Morris's voice, it's an excitement that is mirrored by plenty of coaches and owners around the NFL and GMs that understand <clears throat> for the right price, you can have either Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. And I think that's what makes other teams excited. It also makes the Atlanta Falcons excited. And I wonder if it makes our next guest excited. Had a chance to talk to this guy a couple times. Always has the goods. Midday host over at 680 The Fan in Atlanta. And he's joining us right now on the Circle Resort and Casino Hotline. It is Chris Domino. CircleLasVegas.com. Chris, welcome back to the show. Hey, Gabe. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So let, let's start with Raheem Morris and just your initial thoughts. I haven't had a chance to chat with you in a while. Yeah. Uh, certainly the league has given it a big thumbs up. You know, I, I don't – it's sort of like grading a draft on Monday in the old days of the NFL before anybody's done anything. Raheem Morris mm-hmm. has a resume. Uh, I'm throwing out the Tampa stuff from 11 years ago, 10 years ago. It doesn't matter. That's – I had guys telling me what his record was in Tampa, and I'm not buying that. That's that's not a thing for me. I talked to and I know some guys with the Rams, and he certainly gets big thumbs up uh, from what he was able to do. He's worked on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. But I think what's going on around here is you are getting somebody personality-wise who's the opposite of Arthur Smith. And I think sometimes when you make a change, what is it you're doing? You had to make a change here because it was three years of really nothing going forward. They're going to get an energy guy in the room. Now, I'm not hiring him for that. I don't like that word in the first paragraph of a guy's resume. It just tells me he hasn't done enough of everything else. But I do think there's a general excitement. And I don't know if you listen, there was probably no reason for you guys to hear his initial press conference along with Terry Fontenot, who wasn't at the press conference. That was a big thing around here when they That's talked odd. about firing Arthur Smith. Yeah, it was, it was strange in a lot of ways. 
So as everybody was talk, you know, talking about Bill Belichick, I think personally they went out of their way and used the word collaborative or some form of it like 24 times. And I think that was just a <laughs> we went the opposite direction of Bill Belichick, who nobody thinks was going to be collaborative anything. And I do think they kept throwing that word, and they've already used it at the Combine a couple of times. That's all well and good. I don't care how you do it. Don't care how the sausage is made. In my opinion, Zach Robinson, who's going to be the new OC here, it's his. Like, you ever seen those bad B movies when they have all the suspects' pictures up on the wall? Yeah, yeah, and then they yeah. take yarn and they try to connect yeah. it and they do all this. It's like a, a I've been working mind on this. I've been working on this Jack. for months. Right. <laughs> and to me, Zach Robinson, I've heard eight different names associated with the Falcons' quarterback job. That's either mock drafts, trade scenarios, eight different guys. So that tells you it's all scattered because that's the way the league goes. Everybody wants something better than what they have. Zach Robinson's got to go from eight to four to two to one. And it was ever left on his board. You've got to do everything you can to get that guy. Nobody else is choosing. It's not Terry Fontenot for me. It's not Raheem Morris for me. It's the guy whose offense is going to be implemented. I think he's supposed to be the guy making the choice. And of course, Justin Fields seems to be one of those eight heads that's up on that board right now. Yeah, and it seems that way. And in your, I guess in your mind, then, which would you prefer? Before we get to, you know, Atlanta's going to do and Raheem's going to do. Yeah. Like, in your personal opinion, right, you've been covering this team. You love this team as well. Uh, you know, who who do you want under center yeah. next year? So so there's – when the coaching search was going on, it's funny you said, let's, let's see if Chris is excited. I, I don't really do excited. I certainly don't do it very well. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit more measured, I think. I certainly have tantrums in me. I certainly have a – you know, a New York, New Jersey personality at times. But I said, unless they hire Jim Harbaugh, I'm going to say that the same thing about anybody else. Harbaugh, I would have said, hey, I like this. I wouldn't have gone crazy because I wouldn't have known, but I would have said I like this. Everybody else was going to be, okay, let's see. Jaden Daniels is the one guy, if they get him, I'll say, oh, I like this. Hmm. Anything else they do, I'm going to say, okay, let's see. I th- for me, I think Daniels moves a meter personality-wise. I think style-wise. Uh, I think there's something about watching him that I just think a team might look to rally around him, maybe more than a guy like Caleb Williams for sure. And, you know, I know we're going to get to the Justin Fields part, but here's what I'm, I'm nervous about with Justin Fields. I think in this town, everybody got excited because of where he's from. And I've never, I don't remember that ever being a thing. I don't care where a guy's from. I really don't care. I don't care if he comes across an ocean I don't care if he falls out of the sky. Right. I, I'm not sure why everybody's rallying around the idea that, you know, he's a Georgia kid. I, I don't care. He's got three years, and he's been sacked 135 times. I need to sit him down, look in his eyes, and figure out if that's going to be detrimental for him going forward. 135 times. He's washed. He probably needs a change of scenery as much as anybody I've seen in that position. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee anything, but I need to know that I can wipe him. Like, I got to almost start clean. I love the three years of experience in a building, but 135 sacks with probably a whole bunch of different people in his ear, I'm nervous about that. And I'm nervous about moving up to say that for the next three years, because it'll be $6 million, $20 million, because you're going to have to pick up the fifth year. Yep. Then let's just say it's $40 million. I'm in for $66 million in three years. I need to know that guy can play if I'm in for for three years at $66 million. Especially if you got Raheem Morris there trying to write that ship and make it uh, do what it's supposed yeah. to do. We're talking to Chris Domino, midday host, 680 The Fan in Atlanta here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez with you. 
Let's stay with before because you're right. We are going to spend some time on Justin. Yeah. But Jaden Daniels, you know what my big thing with him is? You know when you yeah. got when you got a Malik Neighbors, you got a Thomas Junior that you're throwing to two first round picks. Yeah. You know, we dealt with that here in Chicago with Justin Fields where, you know, he had a Chris Olave. He had, you know, three number one uh, first round picks. And then 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 mm-hmm. when, when that goes away, you know, you yeah. see the you see the productivity kind of dip a little bit. As well, so what is more personality well, for you? You don't you don't factor that in or uh, talk to me about that real quick. Yeah. So my, my problem is I saw he's thin. He's really thin. Yeah. And they can catch in this league. And I'm a little bit nervous about the physique. You know, people say you can put a few pounds on him, but but I don't really know what his physique is going to be able to hold. You have Drake London, you have B. John Robinson, and you have Kyle Pitts. And you've drafted three years in a row in the top ten and win offense. So here's what I know. No matter who they bring in, Terry Fontenot, the GM, his rear end is in a sling. Raheem Morris isn't. <laughs> they brought in what they thought was first-round talent. And look, I was all for the B. John Robinson draft pick because I said, now we're going to find out if Desmond Ritter can play. <laughs> I think Arthur Smith, the guy who got the job because he was the hottest commodity in the offensive side, I think he failed this team in a bunch of ways. But the biggest one for me last year is – he has not figured out how to get any of these guys into the end zone with any consistency. And he was brought here to score points. Desmond Reddit did not help. It was terrible. Like, it was really bad. You know, speaking about a kid who needs to change his scenery, he just, he needs to get out of here and he needs to start over as well. But the fact that Bijan Robinson didn't look more like Christian McCaffrey, the idea that you didn't, I think, utilize him the way you wanted and maybe make it easier on Desmond Ritter, you've drafted Terry Fontenot, three guys in the top ten on the offensive side of the ball. If you tell me that you get to pick the quarterback as well, if it doesn't work this year, he's gone. Raheem Morris is going to have a new general manager partner. Yeah, it'll be quick. Uh, all right, so let's talk about Justin Fields then. Yeah. I mean, you know, he said in a comment with the uh, St. Brown brothers in their podcast, mm-hmm. when they asked him if he wanted to go back to Atlanta, he's like, eh, you know, I got to give tickets to all my friends and family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sounded yeah. Yeah. so down yeah, there's and something out. About, he sounded down and out about it. It just – I was like, wow, that doesn't, see, that doesn't sound like the guy. If it was me and I was coming back to Chicago, I'd be happy to give out tickets to my mom and my family. So do you think, though, I get it? And I think that I think you're trying to sound like a pro and not a college kid or a high school kid. I don't think you want to pull a high school Harry at that point. Um, you know, look, I saw this video, and I don't buy any of it, that his agent in the background is telling him he's going home. I, I don't even know what that was. I, I, I heard don't it was an old – Chris, I heard it was an old yeah. Instagram video. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I didn't buy it. But I also know that you don't want to play the overexcited card because it shouldn't be about going home. It really should be about, I've got to get my career going. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I, I, I would rather have a deflection of that than him having a pullback if he's in another city or stays in Chicago where you go, oh, yeah, that stuff I said about really wanting to go to Atlanta. No, 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 I didn't mean that. I, I'd rather him low-key this than anything else. I just don't, again, I don't understand. I, I get it's home. He doesn't know anything about the Falcons organization. He might learn some things, um, but the Falcons need to learn more from him. And to me, again, that's sitting him down to know. Look, my question has always been, if Justin Fields was in the draft this year, this year, if you take his three years of experience, everything you know, he's going to cost you $66 million over the next three years. Where would you draft him? Where would you draft him? Would you draft him at eight? Would you draft him higher? And I, I, I'm not a Jimmy Johnson points chart guy. I don't really understand that anymore. I don't care for it anymore. Um, you, you put your ass in a sling every year as a general manager and a coach, and to some degree an OC, depending upon who's under center for you and how many games he does it. I don't care that he's from here. I don't think that he should care that he's from here. I really don't. I, 
I don't want that to be a thing. That seems more like a college thing to me than it should be a pro thing. Yeah, and I feel like he understands, you know, if he were to go there, as he mentioned, there is talent on that Atlanta squad. And I'm, sure. I, I think it's just I've been watching it for three years, Chris, and it's it's tough. I think because there's, so there's... I want, yeah, good. I want to hear from you because here's the thing. I think that some guys, whether it's the organization from top to bottom, it's who they are. They've never developed a quarterback, no matter who they bring in. I don't think that the franchise is cursed when it comes to quarterback because every guy has a chance to change that. But I don't know if he's down on himself. I don't know if he's had people screaming at him. I don't know if he's got relatives talking in his ear. Like he should be better than this. They're screwing him. Sacked 135 times. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about what the. I don't need a shell. I need you. Got to be a leader in this league at that position more than any other, more than any other in sports. If you've shelled out, if you're going to turtle because it might not go well for you another year, uh, when the expectation was really high, what's your personality to say that you're going to fix that? Yeah, I'll tell you this. You got any kids, Chris? I do. I have two daughters, 20 and 18. Oh. Oh, this is great. I have two daughters, four and two, so two years age gap. So, so, so yeah. Enjoy this, brother. <laughs> Enjoy the lack of free will. Dude, I keep thinking that this is the hardest time, and everybody's like, no. no. Right? Exactly. Okay. I look at my wife. I say I would have him be three and one again tomorrow. My wife says, you know, that includes diapers. Yeah. I said, oh, that's a mess that I know is coming. It's the mess that I don't know is coming that I'm afraid of. Okay, so thanks for the warning. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of look at Justin Fields kind of like a kid that's constantly apologizing your kids specifically okay. right where you know they can do better you know yeah. they're you know you want them to do better you're encouraging mm-hmm. them to do better but their ass keeps coming in week after week like dad sorry i didn't throw out the garbage yeah. again yeah. dad yeah. i didn't clean up the tr- i didn't throw out the truck i didn't clean up the poo in the bag dad i'm sorry son i told you to do that because we got guests coming over this is the fifth you know and you know they're a good kid you know they're a good person and i think that's what justin fields is Okay, but do you, but is that is there a laziness? Is there a a, a nonstick? No, 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 no. It's there actually a personality. A, no, it, 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 that's just it. You know, your kid's a good kid. Take, okay, you know he's a, he's a good kid. You're like, man, this kid is a good kid. I just wish he can just do yeah. the right thing continuously right. and consistently because that's the issue with Justin Fields. A good guy, good locker room guy. You know, does does it the right way? But in the third quarter of a big game. He's yeah. going to make a mistake, and that's going to cost you, and ultimately that's going to happen. But, so do you think it's, again, some guys, they're, they're trying to be people pleasers. They're trying to be fan pleasers. They're trying to be coach pleasers. Is he making the mistake over and over again that it looks like the same mistake, or is it – I'm really curious about this. Yeah, it's I'm the same mistake. about it tomorrow. Yeah, Chris, yeah. it's the same mistake, and the issue is this. Fans here in Chicago and any Justin supporter, what they continuously uh-huh. do is move the finish line where they say, hey, he needs a new offensive coordinator. He needs yeah. more offensive linemen. He needs more wide receivers. Yeah. Oh, he needs this now. Oh, he needs like it's always something. You're moving the finish line instead of saying, hey, guys, we all watch football, all of us, and we can watch a game and figure out if a guy is good or not. And seeing Justin Fields after three years, it's, it, you know, I think that's okay. what a lot of Chicago fans. Are, are, are hesitant to so do is to place. Why are people still, why does he have supporters then? Like, what are they hanging their hat on? Like, you can't tell me it has to be a change of everything else but him. Yeah. I, especially I, in that town. I think, I, I'm a little bit surprised. Yeah, Chris, I think the, I think the fact of the matter is this, Justin Fields isn't a bad quarterback. What I've said on this show specifically for the last two years is he falls in that 13 to 17 range. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think people necessarily are, are giving up on him. I think the people that feel feel that he can do well, they think that he, maybe he can take that from 13 to 9, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that what the Bears are up against is the possibility of drafting a quarterback that can be 2 through 6. Sure. Well, and listen, it's a disposable world. We're throwing these – we throw coaches out pretty quickly. We throw quarterbacks quarterbacks out even every bit as quickly and it's just it look i'm a believer and i've talked to a lot of gms over the years in in every sport but especially in football i i'd like to think that the guys who do that job well and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you something about ryan poles in a second Mm -hmm. but i think the guys who do that well have an ability and i think it's innate i'm not even sure you learn it when i sit a guy down this 15 minutes at the combine what am, I, what am I really supposed to be asking? What am I really supposed to be looking for? You know, for a while, I'm old enough where it used to be, well, how does he treat the wait staff when we take him out to dinner? <laughs> okay, can I tell you something? Every agent in the world should be able to coach up a kid to handle one night at dinner where he doesn't come across right. as a blindfold. <laughs> uh, should Right. Yeah, and, and so I, I, I'm, I throw all those things out. I want to know, in a one-on-one situation, does my general manager have an ability to go, he loves the game, him not so much. And if everything is even, now this is my Caleb Williams problem. If everything is even, then what do I look at? Crying in the stands, the fingernail paint polish with curse words on it. Uh, why didn't he play in the last game? Why did the team play better than they had all year when he didn't play in the last game? You know, I, I, Russell Wilson is squirrely to me. I've seen, there's like weirdos, they're squirrely. Yeah. It's the one position in the world you can't be. And Caleb Williams, and I don't know anything, other than what it is I read, see, and hear, I think he might have squirrely in him. And, and again, if everything is even or if it's close to even, I can't have the guy who I think at some point, I heard him talking about adversity, first time he ever you know, had to face adversity. It's really interesting to think that the number one overall pick is going to be every bit as much a crapshoot as the guy who's going to get picked fifth in this quarterback class. Yeah. And, and if you tell me that it's not that, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. There's a scene in the movie Moneyball with a Billy Bean character, Brad Pitt. An old scout starts yelling at him before he fires at him. He says, ah, I've been in that room. I've been there when you tell the parents about what their kid can do and how great he's going to be, and you don't know. And I live with the you don't know. Uh, my mantra for the last 10-plus years has been Boomer Esiason, fire Ryan Poles if he doesn't draft Caleb Williams. Okay, I got a deal for you, Boomer. If he's not the best quarterback in the class in two years – you resign from every paycheck that you have. <laughs> right, like to me, right. that is it's that is such a 1988 sports talk radio statement. Ryan Pohl should be fired the day of the draft if he doesn't draft Caleb Williams. Yeah. With all due respect to Boomer Esiason, <laughs> what does he know? Right. What does he know? That's a great point. <laughs> you don't know. So here's my question about polls for you. I don't want to get into the weeds when it comes to just a couple of words, but I know he said the other day, and it was his quote. We have a hundred of diff- hundred yep, different possibilities. Yep. Okay, let me tell you something. I got a problem with that. If I'm a, if I'm a Bears fan, what do you mean you have a hundred scenarios? Well, shouldn't there be about six scenarios at this point? It is March, and and I don't know. Like I'm not trying to be a jerk. I, maybe he's just trying to play the game of the okie doke. We could do this and we could do that. I know what you can do. There's not a hundred scenarios. There's no way there's – if you still have 100 scenarios as the calendar turns to March, as a general manager with the number one overall pick and a quarterback who I think you're looking to trade, that's way too many. Well, how do you not have that whittled down at this point? Yeah, there's like, a couple – Why would you say that if you're a GM? Yeah, a couple, couple things. I think, one, he was talking about his staff and the scenarios that they were going over. 
I think he was talking about that because he was talking about people talking to him and people saying all this stuff. He's like, you know, we're going over a hundred different scenarios that are there. And he didn't want to say that one was taking favor over the others. I think the other thing with with uh, with Ryan Poles and, and and really being in that situation, I think he I think he I think he is going to do a good job in in that right. I mean, I think what he's done so far has been good. I think you know, getting I think he's very. Do you trans- think he knows? Do you think he knows right now who he's taking? And yes. I know. Listen, I know that yes. hasn't been. You do. No, the answer is yes. And here's here's what I think. I think when he when he's talking about Justin Fields and the way that he's doing it, if yeah. if you know you're taking Caleb Williams, the smartest thing you can say is. We are unsure of what we're going to do. We have a hundred no different scenarios. It's a game. It's a game. So mm-hmm. you say that so that that way it could see like, and damn, they might they might hold on to Justin Fields. We might need to do this. I'm just, I, I'm just saying. What about play- this then? What what if he what if he trades Justin Fields in the number one pick? Like, what if you don't grade Caleb Williams? What everybody else might grade him, or at least the Commanders, yeah. maybe even New England. Like, how how quickly is he in trouble if he ever tried to do that? Goes to two or three and takes Jaden Daniels. Like, and by the way, when I say trouble, it's not that anybody knows. It's just that I'm assuming because I know the industry. Yeah, they'll, nobody, they'll eat him nobody alive. likes anything. Right? Yeah. They'll eat him alive. They'll eat him now, alive. does he have the ball? Does he have the balls to do that? And if if Williams isn't graded as his number one guy, because that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. I, so I've thrown this one around, Chris. Uh, speaking right in line with your conversation right here, so you're gonna love this. I want the Bears personally because I do like Drake May. I want the Bears to go down to number two. This is one mm-hmm. of those crazy scenarios. The fans, yeah, yeah. the fan scenario. Go down to number two, take Drake May, but you go down to number two because you get all the draft capital still. Sure. Right? And you, you take Drake May, but you keep Justin Fields still. Okay. So that that yeah. way you have him under contract still in the control. You let Drake May kind of sit and figure out what to or not to mm-hmm. do from Justin Fields. And yeah. you have the draft capital to continue to build your team. So that's one of my wild scenarios. All right. right. How about this? Am I right that Justin Fields will make $6 million this year? Yeah. Is that the right number? Yeah. Six yeah. Million? It's like five or six you, right there. Okay. Do you know that the, that the Atlanta Falcons – Paid Taylor Heineke seven million last year. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm saying so. Like your right. scenario isn't crazy, right? It's not crazy because maybe who knows? Maybe before the trade deadline, maybe Justin Fields capital. Maybe he plays well, yeah. and and if he doesn't, it's a six million dollar throwaway, and I can deal in a six million dollar throwaway because backup quarterbacks are making more than that, and it'll get me something at, at the trade deadline at the very of worst course. case scenario. So I, I, I'm right. going to get a return on this investment regardless. But ah, great stuff. I just I don't know I don't know if I could take Caleb Williams if a lot of things were even. I just because again, that sitting out the adversity talk, the stuff in the stands. I don't know if he didn't shake somebody's hand or not at one point. I don't know. I, I'm not. Listen, I know talent is supposed to win out. But, again, if it's close and it's even, I can't deal in squirrely. I can't deal with a guy. Listen, if I had 15 minutes with Caleb Williams, you know what I'm asking him about? I'm not telling. <laughs> I'm not going him up to the board. I'm not bringing him up to the board to draw plays. i got to have a heart-to-heart with the guy. i got to yeah. figure out what am I going to do the next time I see him at his pro day. Yeah. There's got to be some interesting questions. There. All right, last one I got for you. Justin yeah. Fields, if you do get him, you mentioned Taylor Heineke, you mentioned Desmond Ritter. Yeah. If Atlanta gets him, are you guys looking at him as a savior or just an upgrade? Uh, six years out of the playoffs, savior's too strong. <laughs> uh, it, it is an upgrade. I will tell you this, though. If they had just good quarterback play last year in this crappy division, they would have won the division. Easy. If Desmond Ritter was just passable, acceptable, not even good, just okay, this team was in the postseason last year. So Justin Fields doesn't have to come in and be a savior. That's B. John Robinson. That's Drake London. That's anything else they might do now that they're out of cap hell. 
He just needs to be a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. And I got to tell you something. If he can't do that, then a lot of people made a mistake on Justin Fields. You guys first and us second if we end up getting him. It'll be a short career, that for sure. Chris, I appreciate your time. Great stuff as always. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me, man. All right, Gabe. Listen, appreciate it. Look forward to it again. I'll text you for some uh, parental advice later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and be- believe me, you, 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 you better take your get-ready pill if you start to read what it is I write. I love it. Chris Domino, right. midday host, 680 The Fan in Atlanta, hanging out with us right here on 670 The Score. Just great stuff. Felt like he was interviewing me in the middle of the whole thing. That's why I like them. your guys back and forth. Yeah, some guy. I talked to him a couple of times. He's a good dude. Good dude. Got me hyped up. You guys both have two daughters? Two years apart. That's wild. That's why I was like, when he said 20 and 18, I was like, my, the thing is this. I got some time. The thing is this, guys. For those of you that don't have kids out there. Parents with older kids forget how hell-ish young babies are. And so whenever I tell people how old my kids are, they're just like, oh, it's the best time ever. You're going to love it. And I'm like, bro, did you not? Do you not remember the lack of sleep, the not being able to do anything, the constantly being on you? And you got an 18 and a 20-year-old. So for me, in my mind, as having little kids, I think, I'm watching a Bulls game. I don't got to put you to sleep. There's, like, all these other things. That sounds very easy to me. Like, I'm home on a Saturday, and I got to go somewhere. I don't have to, like, worry. Like, perfect example. Tomorrow, my wife and I, we have therapy, 12 o'clock, right? I still haven't, I forgot to call my mom. I still got to call my mom who can come watch the kids at 12 o'clock when we got this therapy. I have an 18 and 20 year old. I don't care. Get, you better watch Judge Duty, bro. I don't care. I don't know, but they tell me it's harder. So I guess it is. <coughs> All right. I want to open up the phone lines. Actually, the phone lines are open. Alex Kuhn uh, handling producing duties today. You have the opportunity to call up Chris Domino and I. We had a very, very lengthy conversation about Justin, Caleb, even Jaden Daniels in there. I want to know, do you? what's your thought on Justin? Do you want him to go to Atlanta or do you want him to stay in Chicago? Do you want yourself a little Caleb Williams? Or are you, are you like me and brave enough to say something other than Justin Fields and Caleb Williams? 312-644-6767. I want to take some phone calls. I want to hear from you. Uh, and we'll do that after the break. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez hanging out with you till 9 o'clock, taking your phone calls next right here on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score, hanging out till 9 o'clock. Great conversation with Chris Domino from 680 The Fan in Atlanta. 
Got some people calling in. Phone lines are open. Got a couple more left. Going to be taking some phone calls. Thoughts on the Bears. Just updated thoughts, really. During the season, you know, I would come on overnight after the Bears were played. You know, I would be breaking it to people like, yo, this Justin Fields thing's not going to work out, guys. I'm sorry. And, you know, we would have these conversations and everybody would call in and, you know, everybody had their thoughts and opinions. And here we are, February 29th. And I'm just looking at the, well, I just want to know your updated opinions. That's all. What's the newest? Are you a Justin Fields converter? Have you gone from Justin Fields to now Caleb Williams? I'm like, I'm just curious. I want to just check the temp out there with my score heads. 312-644-6767. All right, let's go to Matt out in Riverside. Matt, talk to me. Matt, you there? Or are you ordering a double cheeseburger? There you go, Matt. There you go. I can hear myself now. No? All right, we'll put him on hold. Matt, we'll come back to you, bro. I get it, though. Sometimes people want to hear themselves, and then they're in the car, and they don't know how to connect the Bluetooth and such. Um, 312-644-6767. We'll get back out to Matt in just a second. We're going to be playing a cut from Chris Sims, who was talking to Mark Grody. Uh, earlier in the 6 o'clock hour, of course, on the clock, Mark Grody. You can check it out tomorrow as well. That's going to be a great one. Let's go back out to Matt. Matt, talk to me. What do you hey. want the Bears to do in this draft? Hey, Gabe. Yeah, I think we uh, we we sell on Justin, and we, uh, we sell on the first pick, and we go down to the second round and get a quarterback. And I think J.J. McCarthy would be perfect for second-round pick. He's a winner. All he does is win. All we do is win, 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 and we do it that way. Because it, it's not about it's not about the quarterback. It's not about the running back. It's not about anything else but winning. Matt, win, win, win. Matt, here, here's the thing, Matt. <laughs> I I, I want to say you sound I want to say I want to say you sound drunk with that with that, with that explanation, and I. I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say because because I like to drink too, because you had a few, then that's why you came up with that ridiculous uh, take when it comes to JJ McCarthy. Here's the could you imagine? And Matt, I get it, bro. You, you want the draft capital and you think JJ's a winner because all he does is win, 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 no matter what. I, I hear that. The problem is this. Here's the problem with that scenario: if the Bears were to move on from Justin Fields, trade him and trade the number one pick and go get all this death. And the only quarterback that is left for the Chicago Bears is J.J. McCarthy. <laughs> That's going to be a problem. Can he pull it off? I don't know the guy that much. I, I can't say that. But it sounds ridiculous when it comes to, you know, because, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You can't move off of Justin and Caleb Williams and tell me, and then wait till the second round. What have you done with your nine pick? What have you done with all this other stuff? And then you get a J.J. McCarthy. I don't know. Hubbard just likes J.J. McCarthy, talks, speaks highly of him. You know, Jim Harbaugh said, Jim Harbaugh said he's going to be the best quarterback. And we just haven't seen him throw yet because they've been running the ball a ton. I don't know. That's just, all right. Let's go to Daniel out in Lions. Daniel, updated opinions on the quarterback situation for the Bears. You know, Jim Harbaugh said, Jim Harbaugh said he's going to be the best quarterback. Can I go ahead? Yeah, Daniel, do me a favor first, though. Turn off your radio or lower it just – because I can hear my feedback. And, I will. Yeah, yeah. Yes, turn, the, turn it. that down for me. All right, so what do, you, what do you want to have happen, Daniel, with the Chicago Bears? 
I just want to say that uh, I had a conversation with a with a doctor in Justin's early career. Um, I'm, I am a nurse, but uh, he uh, his comments. We were talking about uh, Justin, and his comments were like, and, and the doctor was, is a Michigan a Michigan guy. Okay, and he said, you know, he's he's a great athlete athlete, but he just holds on to the ball way too long, and 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 to me, I was like, ah. Uh, I don't know about that. He, I think he, he he's going to turn around. But you know what? After three years, he improved. But it seemed to me like at the end he was just trying so hard to to make it happen. And um, we saw a little bit of improvement, but I don't think he's the guy. Yeah, I hear you, Daniel. Thanks for the call. I think that's one knock on Justin Fields that he holds the ball too long. And I think initially the year he ran for a thousand yards, remember everyone was saying, take off. If the O-line is not protecting, you're fast enough, just take off. And then he started doing it and then it got him a thousand yards and it got him, got people to look at that. But then everybody would say, Oh, well he wasn't throwing at Ohio or excuse me. He wasn't running like that at Ohio state. He was leaning on his arm more. So, then he comes to the NFL, and now he was holding on to the ball too long because lack of faith in his wide receivers and lack of talent on the offensive line, fair. But then when the upgrades come, right, you get a DJ Moore, you get Darnell Wright, you get Nate Davis, you get some pieces plugged in, and then you're still holding on to the ball a little too long. So I, I do think that's the knock. I, I, sometimes you have to be reckless as a quarterback. Understanding that if you throw 100 footballs 20 yards deep to a corner to DJ Moore, even though he's guarded, even though the cornerback is there, that out of 20 times, you know, it's only probably going to get picked twice. 12 of them are probably going to be just incompletions. And six, seven times out of that 20, you're going to get a nice catch. But there's a higher, there's a good success rate there. And I think Justin Fields just holds on to the ball a little too long because he's hesitant to, to make those kinds of throws. That's just my, my opinion. Let's go to Milton out in Seattle. Milton, welcome to the show. Thoughts on the Bears and what they should be doing with that uh, first-round pick? Yeah, thanks, Gabe. Uh, can, you, can you hear me okay? Absolutely. Got you loud and clear. All right. Yeah, so uh, long-term, long-time Bears fan. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about probably going back to the early 80s. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, watched, I watched Justin Fields over the last couple of years, and I'll tell you, uh, he was in my corner for a long time until I started noticing games, I think, I think toward the end of the season, where just like you were indicating in the previous caller, he holds on to the ball too long, and it gets really irritating. Uh, now, granted, we don't see what he's seeing downfield, right? I mean, that's something that we just don't see. We just see the results of him holding on to the ball too long. But, but when he does that, that's when the problem comes, right? Because uh, defenders come, they knock the ball out of his hand, he starts to scramble, and he starts to panic, right? And so it's not it's, it's almost as if he doesn't have that instinctive move of just getting rid of that ball, just boom, just getting it out of there, right? But, but, but here's the thing, though. In terms of this draft pick coming up, I'm not 100% on Caleb Williams. I kind of like where you were going, Gabe, in terms of maybe – 
perhaps keeping Justin Fields for another year and Drake May, I'm thinking about the fact that you'll still have a backup in this Drake May person, but you'll get them draft capital as far as more picks. Uh, because this whole thing on Caleb Williams, it's not 100% guarantee, right? It is a gamble. Uh, and so that's my only concern with that. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I, I, it is a gamble, Milton. First of all, love the call. Thank you for chiming in. I do think you're bringing up some good points, you know, with the ball holding it a bit long and, and the myriad of things that can happen and do happen to Justin, right? 100 and what was it? 135 sacks, I think it was. Tons of fumbles, right? So, I mean, there's there's things there that contribute that, that are a result, cause and effect of Justin holding on to the ball. But, man, it's just tough. It's just tough, and that's why some people think that Caleb Williams is, in fact, going to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next season, and one of those people includes Chris Sims. He talked. I'm, I'm with, a believer. He talked with Mark Grody a little bit earlier today on why he believes Caleb Williams can be that guy. I want you guys to take a listen to it and then really just listen to his reasoning because I think that's the most important and telling thing. I'm a believer in Justin Fields. Uh, to me, he turned the corner here, and I don't. I look at Justin Fields and go, oh, you can win football games and you can get where you want to go with Justin Fields. Now, is it around the mold maybe we all envision or want it to look like? I don't know about that, right? But there's things about his game where I go, man, that's, that's special, and I see progress, and there's, you know, a lot of positives there. But, I mean, the other part of the question is, no, I don't feel like that he's going to be the quarterback of the Bears next year. In fact, I would say no way. I don't think that's happening. You know, there's for a lot of reasons. Some of the talk I heard yesterday from Ryan Poles and Eberflus talking about wanting a quarterback at the end of the game situations and all that, that was a, I don't want to say, it was a direct indictment on Justin Fields. Whether they meant to do it or not. They meant to or not. Exactly what that was. was. So that's a thing of them saying basically, hey, we're – we're out there looking for a guy that can be better in that department, right? So they're kind of letting you know with that. I think that speaks volumes. Justin Fields not following them on Instagram. That didn't just happen because he's had conversations with them, their their representation, all that. So I'm sure he has a feel of where this is going. I go back to Ryan Poles. Where did he come from? Kansas City, right? Oh, they drafted him a Mahomes. Caleb Williams has got a lot of Mahomes-ness in him. Right, GMs and head coaches usually don't like to get fired without going out swinging with a guy they picked at quarterback. With all those things I say right there, yes, it's I. Caleb Williams will be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next year. We use the terminology generational prospect. Yeah. Is Caleb Williams a generational prospect? He has, he has generational talent, right? I'm not, you know, prospect means he's polished and perfect and ready to go in all areas. But the talent is eye popping. It, 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 there's no doubt about that. And, you know, I haven't, like, deep-dived these guys yet, right? So I've done, a, like, I did a little just to get a feel so I could talk to them. My big takeaway would be that it, it's, there's not going to be a conversation about the number one quarterback in the draft this year. That's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's him. And then we can start to talk about the rest of the other guys. But there's a gap. So that's what I'll say. And then, yes, his arm strength, his ability to throw the ball at all the crazy platforms, and then – his athleticism, which I think was the thing that kind of surprised me more than I realized, man, his side-to-side movement, the way he can break tackles and make people miss in space, is a little, it's better than I thought it was just watching college football on TV, right? So there's some things there that uh, certainly are special. That was Chris Sims talking to Mark Grody about Caleb Williams. I love that he cleaned up his 
My favorite thing is when people say an opinion about a quarterback or a player, but then follow it up with, I didn't do a deep dive. I'll be talking to Chris Sims on Sunday, 9 to 12. I'll be on your airwaves here on 670 The Score, and we'll get an opportunity to expand on that answer uh, just a bit. All right, we need to lighten things up, man. We've been too deep. We've been in deep. I got like four minutes left of Twitter time, a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of sports. We'll do that on the other side as we wrap this thing up. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only want to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, chirp. Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score. We'll make this quick. Only got a couple minutes. A little bit of pop culture. A little bit of sports news. I call it Twitter time. First up, this from CHGO Sports. Shout out to the guys over there. It says, DJ Moore is fast. This we know. But Montez Sweat was faster. Did you know Montez Sweat ran a faster 40 time at the Combine than DJ Moore? That's wild. What was it like 444 or something like that? 441 for Montez Sweat and a 442 for DJ Moore. I remember when Montez Sweat did that. Bruh, Just insane. That is incredible. Chirp, chirp. Uh, this from Ben Devine says Dallas Turner is solidifying himself as the first defensive player drafted. The Bears got it in play for him at nine. Highly athletic, insanely long, productive pass rusher. Free agency's right around the corner. The Bears really do feel good about some options in the draft. Don't be surprised if they pass on a top-tier defensive end. That'll be interesting. Chirp, chirp. Uh, This from Wemby Muse. Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren playing today. At the half, here's the two stat lines for both of them. Wemby, 14.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks. That's a halftime. Chet, 19 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block. Must see TV when you watch this. I'm going to watch the replay tonight. I got the NBA app. That's a game I'm going to watch because it's just two future stars just playing back-to-back. Chirp, chirp. This from Ken Barbie on Twitter. says, all the rumors are true. For weeks now, fans have been running rampant with rumors of a pending collab between Cardi B and Shakira. And after Shakira reveals the track list for her upcoming album, it's confirmed Cardi will be featured on Shakira's track, Punteria. Now, don't say Punteria. That's a whole different word, and don't make me explain it to you. But Punteria, that's going to be a good one. Cardi B, of course, Dominican. People don't some people don't really think about that too often, so two Latinas going back to back. That's what's up. Shakira's done songs with Beyonce. I know you know that video. And if you don't, Papa, you got something to watch tonight. Sure, uh, sure. All right, this is my last tweet. This is from I am underscore John W. He has a picture of Caleb Williams going into the combine. You could take down that. You could take down the music on this one. Alex Kuhn doing a fantastic job today. Because I really want people to hear the ending of this. So John posts up a picture of Caleb Williams coming into the combine. And this is what he says. No high taper, no drop fade, no beard lineup. Caleb Williams hasn't got a cut since December. I noticed that. And he lives in L.A. I've seen enough to draft him number one. <laughs> That's great. All right, now you can give me my rap music. I get. I mean, it's great. Think about it. Since December, you live in L.A. and you have no haircut. Like you'd think. You must be locked in. Yeah, but you think like maybe an event you want to get. Lined up or nah. not fresh? He, no, not the combine. It's LA, so his agent is like, bro, you need to show up 
You need to say you've been watching Jordan and, and Peyton. You need to say you want to go to the Bears because they got a good team. And you better not get a haircut because you need people to think that you've just been in your basement watching film. It's what it looks like, yes. Hey, kudos to his PR team because they did a fantastic job. Kudos to our team. We're putting together a great show today. Cassie Carlson from Fox 32 hanging out. Chris Domino doing a great job from 680 to Fan in Atlanta. Got to thank my producer. Absolutely crushing it today, Alex Kuhn. He likes to bring attention to himself. And that he went to a particular college. Uh, all right. I'm out of here. I'm going to go to get it. I'm going to go to, I'm going to Billy Goat. I'm hungry. Did the cheeseburger. Dude, I did the Chicago fire thing. And then I came straight here. It's like I haven't had a chance to eat since 1 o'clock this afternoon, so I'm starving. Billy Goat, holler at me. I'll be there on Lake Street if you want to talk bears. All right, mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time, which will be tomorrow after On the Clock, myself, Anthony Heron. All right? See you guys, man. Have a great evening. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.